it is Sunday, September 12th, 2021. This is Betsy. Today I was thinking about learning something new and how we relate to those experiences. And right now I am in the middle of embarking on learning something new and doing something completely new related to my work and my career. And I can feel in my body as I was just having a conversation around next steps. And I don't mean to be cryptic about what is this thing about my career, which I will reveal in time. But all of us can relate to considering doing something new or trying something new, whether it's building a new skill or just going after something that you haven't done before. And it reminds me of teaching my nephew how to do a thumbs up. And I said, so he was probably one, a little bit more than one. So he could, with the dexterity that he had at the time, he could, you know, obviously wave and he could, at that point, he could walk around um, because he started walking around the age of one. Um, But I did a thumbs up and I said, hey, thumbs up. And then I would do a thumbs up and say, hey, can you do a thumbs up back to me? Now, I knew in that moment he could not do a thumbs up completely because he didn't have the dexterity. But what he did do is he just, with a lot of enthusiasm, his eyes super wide and his big open smile, he just stuck his hand in the air and spread all his fingers, like similar to almost what you would do for a high five. And he stuck his hand up in the air like that. And I just gave him a thumbs up back. And I just said, yeah. 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 So for months I would do a thumbs up and he would do this full hand finger spread motion. And then soon enough, uh, after months went by, several months went by and I would do a thumbs up, he stuck up his index finger. So he would just hold up like you're holding up the number one, or you're saying, wait a second. Um, he would hold that up and I would give a thumbs up and he'd give this one finger. And so, and I said, yeah, yeah. And then more time went by and I gave a thumbs up and I'll never forget. There was this time that he was sitting in his car seat in the back seat of my sister's car. And I was saying goodbye to them and I was saying goodbye through the window and his window was down and he, he held up his hand and he stuck out his thumb and he folded all the other fingers down. (laughs) It was so awesome. And he held, so he basically held down those fingers and stuck out his thumb. So now he's holding an actual thumbs up, but he's holding it so tightly because he doesn't want to let it go because he knows he might not be able to recreate it. And he's holding that arm with his other hand to stabilize it. And he's holding it up. He was so excited and he was so happy. And right when he was folded the fingers down for the first time, his eyes just were wide as saucers. Because if you think about it, this was a maybe a... Uh, I'm getting some of the ages wrong. Those of you who have kids and know kids' ages, you're thinking, okay, maybe he wasn't one when you started. Maybe he was 18 months. Okay. So let's say we're confused. Maybe I am about exactly his age, but I think it was about eight or nine months from the beginning to this point that we went through this journey of learning and he's holding the thumbs up 
and he's so happy and he's showing it to me through the window and I'm doing it right now so I can see it. And I held the thumbs up and he would not let it go. He just held it and he was smiling so big and then they drove away and he's holding up with this, you know, his left hand, he's holding his right hand up in that thumbs up. That took eight months to, for him to learn how to do a thumbs up. And there's so many parts of this journey that, you know, as I embark on learning something new as an adult, we often put pressure on ourselves to get it right away. Just learn something and be able to do it. And I told a friend uh, today about my type of perfectionism and the type of perfectionism that I have is that there are some things I won't, I just won't even attempt. I won't even try because I have such, I have such, um, resistance and fear to, I can't even say it's failure because it's so strong that I don't even consider doing certain things. And that those things that I do do, I am willing to fail and learn. But some people know what I'm talking about. You're so such a perfectionist that you won't even attempt to do something. So one of the things is this doing these podcast episodes, because I said to myself, I, I had tried to put together a podcast to launch about a year ago, and I put together a whole bunch of episodes. I got way overly worried and stressed about editing it and the music and everything related. And, and I had a dream a few nights ago and I was like, you know what, just get up and say something every day to help people. And so these are not perfect. They're not all good. Um, but they're from the heart and they're something. So that's where I'm coming from. So I'm trying to model, uh, overcoming my fear of perfectionism by just doing it. And I hope, I hope that gives you some encouragement to to try something. But as we think about our learning journey as adults, I mean, even not, not just the thumbs up, but think about if, if, if you know any small children that are around the age of learning how to put pants on, or if you, you have children, you're in their lives. I mean, it takes months for a child to learn that, that if, if they have two legs and the pants have two pant holes, that one goes in each, right? I mean, we've seen kids putting pants on backwards. We're putting both legs into one hole if we have, if we're somebody with a body with, with two legs, right? So it takes a while to learn. And I wonder what it would look like if you think about an area right now where you're learning something new or, or you feel like a fish out of water. And frankly, if we look at our world right now and how so much is changing, there are many areas like this for all of us that we're doing something different. We need, we're learning how to adjust. We're learning how to adapt to new ways of living. Maybe you're starting a new job or you're considering starting a new job, or maybe um, there's some new season and uh, someone in your family or a partner that you're learning how to navigate. And when it comes to, or it could be specifically a skill that you're learning, something really, really laid out and clear, no matter what it is, there are four stages of learning according to Noel Birch. And maybe you've heard of these, this these were developed in the seventies, but there's four stages of learning according to Noel unconscious incompetence. So that's the first stage. So I, I'm not aware that I don't have skills in this area. So let's say you've never seen a bicycle before. Well, you know, you wouldn't know that you didn't know how to ride a bicycle. Um, I could probably give better examples, but let's start with that. So unconscious incompetence. I'm not aware that I, I don't 
know about something. And if we use something emotional, it could be maybe skills of empathy. Like, oh, I'm totally clueless that I'm incompetent in that area. And that was me up until maybe 35. <laughs> no, maybe a little bit younger than that. Um, the next level is conscious incompetence. So then in that stage, you're aware that you don't know how to do that thing. So let's say there's a bicycle and you see the bicycle and maybe you see other people riding the bicycle and you say, yeah, I'm aware I don't know how to do that. And this is a stage where a lot of us get caught up because if we think about my nephew and him doing the thumbs up, there was a point in time where he was maybe when he was doing the index finger, he's looking at his hand and he knows that he's not doing what I'm doing, but he doesn't know how to do a thumbs up with his finger. So he's conscious that he can't do it. And I could see it in his face, like some little bit of confusion, some hesitation. And in that phase, what did I do? I encouraged him by saying, yes, yes. You're I didn't even say like, you're making progress. I'd just say, yeah, because he's doing the version he could do. And so I was positively reinforcing his progress in the direction of that learning. How might we do that for people in our own in our lives, people that we work with, people that are in our family, people that are friends? And how can you do that for yourself? How can you give yourself compassion and patience and grace when you're learning something new? Learning something new is vulnerable, it's uncomfortable, and it can be scary. And we need all the encouragement that we can get. The next stage of learning is conscious competence. So let's say there's a bike, I see other people riding it, and now I'm starting to learn how to ride it. Maybe I'm falling off, that's conscious incompetence. But then I learn how to ride it, and I'm riding it, but I need to really be focused on riding it. So I have conscious competence. I'm aware that I'm capable of it, but I need to really be conscious in order to be doing it. And then the final stage is unconscious competence. So you reach a stage riding a bike where people say, oh, it's like riding a bike. And for people that know how to ride a bike and it's in your bones and, and it's wired in, in your you know neural pathways that the muscle memory, you get on the bike and you have unconscious competence. You don't have to think about riding a bike or just be really conscious of it when you're doing it if you know how to ride a bike. So you're doing it without trying, you're doing it without thinking. So these are the, these are stages. And I have always found these stages to be very helpful. And what I'm doing that I'm considering, I ha I am in some parts unconscious incompetence because there's some things that I'm not aware of that I know I need to learn, but I don't know what those things are. And there are some things that I'm very well aware of that I do not have competence in those areas and that's conscious incompetence. And so that is the vulnerable stage where we need to give ourselves encouragement, acknowledgement that it's vulnerable, patience and grace and as much kindness as possible to encourage us to take that next step and to take that next step. And you know what? You might not get it after three tries. Maybe you'll get it after a hundred, but you, we won't develop the new skill unless we continually do those iterations and recognize that it actually takes a while to learn things. And we're all different in how we learn. We all have different skills and abilities and time is different for all of us. So whatever our process, it might be faster for somebody else or slower for somebody else. Guess what? That's somebody else. Whatever it's going to take for you, that's what it's going to take. And asking for encouragement, asking for support, asking for uh, positivity or 
celebratory moments when you are making progress towards that goal of the learning of the skill or whatever you want to develop is really, really key. And so one thing that I did was I've reached out to multiple friends for help, which is not something that I easily do. Um, reach out to help to have conversations and to help fill these gaps that I have in my own awareness of the skills that I need to develop for this goal that I have. And also if you're able to hire people or hire for consultants or help, or if you're able to take a class or, but reaching out for help is so huge. So I'm giving you a huge thumbs up right now. And let me tell you, uh, my nephew, once he was holding that thumbs up and soon after he could flash the thumbs up and now easily does it all the time without thinking. So hold on to that dream and that vision that if you really can give yourself nurturing and compassion through the process of learning, that one day you can get to that conscious competence and maybe even unconscious competence and, and thrive. So sending you lots of love today for whatever it is you're learning.